0: and welcome Hoosier fans to another episode of doing the work the first show on the back home network covering iu women's basketball i am your host and kathy umis and i'm joined here by with evening. jeff marlowe tonight we are discussing host, uh Beth indiana's Hoosier. win uh, by your by number five jeff indiana hoosiers, hoosiers Hoosier. over number six north carolina where they improved to eight and oh so great victorious episode uh once again everybody so here we go let's start every moment the way we start every show and that's with our hoosier proud banner moment and jeff um for me i'm gonna go back in time all the way to the beginning of the game actually and you know it looked a little rocky there to me at first we started out you know on a 7-0 run for north carolina and then Well, we just all of a sudden we went in and we got the ball to Mac. She uh, actually got a big offensive rebound with about eight minutes left in that quarter, put it back up for two and one, made her free throw. We got the ball back. She came back down. We fed her again. And she just she looked like she was on a mission with that second possession. And she just really took it and scored it in. And then about four minutes left or into that quarter. They actually um, subbed in Sandvik as our first first uh, sub of the game and she came in and hit a 3 and we took the lead and we never looked back. And to me that was the the banner moment for tonight because it just showed even though they may have looked just maybe a little slow at the beginning, it took them about 2 minutes to get their feet underneath them and they just never never looked back from there. And as always, our Hoosier proud banner moment is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating their products. For schools and their existing lines, so you're bound to find something for you or for a friend or family member as a gift. So remember, we're almost we're right into the thick of holiday season. So get out there to homefieldapparel.com and find something for you or something to give as a gift. And if you've never purchased from Homefield before, you can use our pro, promo code HOME H O M E to get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME. 15% off again the website is homefieldapparel.com wear one for the team okay so next I think we'll kick it over to Jeff we're going to get his thoughts on the initial thoughts on the game coach what's your coach's corner for tonight
1: Yeah, thanks, Kathy. And, hey, I love the game ball, or excuse me, the banner moment you had there. But I'm going to go back and more just to specifically an Indiana kid coming home and having a huge game in a night, especially a third quarter, that really I felt like stemmed the tide a little bit. Not that North Carolina made a huge run, but North Carolina in their last two games, and I posted this on the Twitter account, they had come back from double-digit deficits in the second half. And Sydney Parrish was just like, you know what? I'm going to hit shots. Um, uh, whether it's a jump shot, a layup, I'm going to make shots. And and so I thought, to me, that was kind of a neat thing to see her, you know, really her first big home game. You know, they played at Tennessee, but here you were in your first real big game with a, 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 a really good crowd. But I'm also going to be a little selfish here. I want to also shout out to you and I, Kathy. We're on our one-year anniversary. This was yes. one year ago to, well, not to this very day, but this game. We started doing the work uh, on the uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge game with North Carolina yeah. State. We've, we've been here. We're officially a year starting our second year That's right. of doing the work. So we want to do that. But also, I just uh, as I pointed out on the Twitter account, and I may come back a little bit later, this team scored 87 points without Grace Berger playing a, min- a second of the game. And I think if you would have told us that at the beginning of the season, we would have been like, mm, not sure I would buy that. But this team is deep. We talked about this the other night on the Vegas recap. They're deep. They know their roles. They all are able to put the ball in the basket. And that's really the one difference between this team. If you want some kind of coach's analysis, the biggest difference in this team and last year's team is the consistency of multiple players to put the ball
0: in the basket. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with Anything you said more than that, Jeff, that was fantastic. Thanks. And yeah, thanks for pointing out our one year anniversary. You're right. It's uh it's been a great year too. So yeah. thanks, thanks for coming along for the ride. It's been it's been a lot of fun. And
1: to all the workaholics who've been here, you're following <laughs> along with us. So
0: Yep, absolutely cool. All right. So I think we'll go ahead and transition and start talking about our different segments of the game. And the first part, I think we'll start talking about maybe is one theme that we think went as expected in this game. I think there might be a lot of surprises maybe that we'll talk about in the next segment. But what, Jeff, do you have first as one of your as expected?
1: Well, I think defensively. I mean, this was a North Carolina team that coming in was averaging well above the 63 points they scored tonight. And for a big chunk of the game, we really had locked them down. And, and I was looking at this, Usby was their bleeding score coming into tonight. Um, and she only got eight points. Um, Deja Kelly Deja only Kelly. had 11. So I just thought the, the, the big expectation here, and one of the questions you and I had, Kathy, throughout the offseason with people we talked with as well as guests on the show, would this team still be kind of the defensive juggernaut that we were used to? And I, at least tonight against the number six team in the country, they still look like a pretty darn solid defensive unit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jeff. I had the same thing for my, as expected. I, you know, it wasn't even about the number of turnovers forced. you know, and, and even if you look at um, the field goal percentage for North Carolina, they shot 35%, which was okay. Um, But boy, they just really limited them I think in their possessions as well. So um I, I thought it was just overall just a fantastic defensive games. We ended up forcing 11 turnovers and ended up scoring 11 points off of those turnovers as well. Um, yeah, so I, I was really, really, really pleased to see that uh, as well. Um, any other themes that went exactly as expected for you in this game?
1: Well, you mentioned the turnovers, and I was a little worried about that because watching a little yeah. bit of off and on that, Ohio, that Iowa State game in North Carolina on Sunday, one of the things they really got North Carolina, or excuse me, North Carolina was able to get Iowa state doing on Sundays. They got them going a little fast. They they created some turnovers, especially with some full court pressure. Uh, and from a I'm not trying to say a surprise. Cause I think it was, I'm not, I was surprised that North Carolina didn't press a little bit more, bring more pressure, but we handled the pressure whenever they did try to bring some full court man to man pressure or try to do something in the half court to change it up. We were ready for it. And, and I thought that was a huge part of the game, but that to me, was an expectation. Terry Morton's crew, Terry Morton's teams, at least this year and over the last couple of years, haven't really. Seen, they may have had games where they didn't, they turned it over, just bad passing. But they weren't surprised by anything tonight that North Carolina threw out.
0: Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, and, and maybe a little bit there when they they went to um, kind of a two three um, trapping um, at the second no, it was the fourth quarter rather. Four so, three. but Terry Morin um, called that timeout right away, settled them down, and they never had a problem with it again after that. And so um, th- that kind of leads me into one of my as expected, which was just fantastic coaching. Um, we've seen it from Coach Morin uh, over her eight seasons with with Indiana, and I thought she coached very well with this game you can tell that the team is very disciplined i thought the timeouts that she took was exactly on point i thought the rotations were really there but what were your thoughts on coaching tonight jeff
1: i, I thought terry did an excellent job again and I, I and i just think that this she's just so solid and one of the things that they were mentioning on the broadcast and you and i and ari talk about in our group text that she there's certain and austin and i talked about this here night there are she wants certain types of kids that she's playing she's not maybe going to go get the incredible five-star athlete that may not be her kid. she's going to go get kids who are willing to play together they have high basketball iq and they're going to play the way she wants Gosh. them to play and yeah. i think that tonight she made great she really made some nice adjustments i thought early on when they got behind like you mentioned 7-0 that they went to kind of a real consistent. We're going to feed Mac in the post to McKenzie. That got them going, and then after that, they just kind of used. They kind of found the hot hand for a period of time. Uh, Sarah Scalia hit a couple shots in the first quarter, and then Sydney Parish got hot in the third quarter, and then they went back to Mac. So I thought there were some really good subtle adjustments there made by the coaching staff, and and just real credit and props to all this coaching staff led by Terry Morn.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. All right, Jeff. Well, I think for me, at least there were quite a few surprises in this game. So let's let's move over to that. What um, what what was one of your number one surprises for you in the game?
1: Uh, rebounding for me. Uh, we yeah. actually ended up out rebounding them. And that was a huge concern for me because North Carolina was coming into the game averaging double double digit margin on rebounding. And and we did not rebound very well in Vegas uh, without Grace Berger. And 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 so that was a concern that I had tonight. Now the one, there is still one concern here that we gave up 12 offensive rebounds. All right. But we out rebound 38, 34. So the fact that we could win the battle on the glass um, to me was a pleasant surprise. And, and I, if you would have just told me, we could have stayed within two or three, if we'd been minus two or three, I'd been happy with that, but to be up plus four, that's a pleasant surprise. And I'll take that every night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was one I had on my list. The other one I had on my list, and maybe this is the most obvious to everyone, but maybe not, is just three-point shooting. Um, the three-point shooting, not just percentage, but volume of three-point shooting. Um, you know, we and the number of players as well, we had how many? Five? One, two, two, three, four. Five different players make at least one three in the game, so we ended up shooting fifty-five percent with twelve of twenty-two three-point shooting. They just really shot the lights out. I mean, in the first half, they were at sixty-seven percent, so they were just blazing it from three-point shooter. And at one point, Sarah Scalia by herself was four or four. Um, you know, and that's one thing that you know we really talked about with the new coming players coming in. We expected it to be better. I didn't expect it to be that kind of better. Um, now, is this repeatable? Probably not. Um, but I thought it, it must have been something in the water tonight too, because on the other side, North Carolina, to be honest, shot 50 percent from three point land. They just didn't have quite the volume that we had, so that, I think that was a huge difference maker in the game for us tonight, for sure. Well,
1: I, I, I agree with that. This is probably not a fifty five percent three point shooting team. Right, we're not going to see this probably and, again. <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't know how many teams really are. But we've been a better three-point shooting team, This is one of the things that we, you and I have discussed a little bit, that the, that was one of the big Achilles heels of these teams the last couple of years was the inability to, A, hit shots from deep overall, and, B, those are the kind of shots that when you are behind, you can get back into a game or get a lead really quickly. Um, and so I will I will echo that. Had they stopped shooting, I was kind of yelling at the TV when they were up, you know, 17 18 points in the fourth quarter with five minutes to go i was like my 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 coach's mind say here's not need more threes layups you know open jump shots do whatever you don't need any more threes don't because because yeah. my, my my coach's mind is that's how a team will get back in the game. we start checking up threes and they get long rebounds layups things like that it probably wasn't going to get them back in, in a total run back but that's the way i think so we, at one point we were 12 for 17 12 for 17, 71%. That would have been the third best percentage in program history. Yeah. Except then we went 0 for 5 to finish the game and finished right. up to 12 for 22. So, you know, I'll I, I give you that on, on three points. I want to throw one out here for you as well. First sub off the bench tonight, yes Anna Sandvik. That was a yes. surprise.
0: She was part of my banner moment, right? I mean, yes. so she's not just the first sub off the bench, but she came in and nails a three, ends up playing 18 minutes. Huge surprise, right? Yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. that was
1: the other thing that we talked a little bit about the other day with Austin was out in Vegas, that bench really got shrunk. And 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 then tonight, like you said, Sambit got 18. Um, Gary got six. They were really the only two who got really any solid minutes, but they contributed. There were points. Yes. There were rebounds. So I still think Coach Morton has to find a way to tr- keep trusting. I would have liked to have seen maybe Lexi, Lexi barjester get a few more minutes. But I somehow we've got to get it to a seven eight person rotation that we can trust because again we just still had uh, one two three we still had four players thirty plus minutes
0: right but yeah I, I Anna that
1: pleasant surprise tonight
0: huge surprise yeah I agree um, and to your point yes um, Alyssa Geary had six point or six minutes rather but they were meaningful minutes I thought yes. she came in and really contributed added four points and. Um, I thought she just looked pretty good, uh, you know, all around. Um, the other person I think I would have liked to seen in there a little bit more would have been Lily Meister. I thought, you know, she only ended up playing two minutes and I thought the two minutes she played, she actually looked pretty good. Um, so that that is definitely a player I'd like to see a little more of. We'd seen more of her earlier in the year. So I'm hoping that we get back to seeing her a little bit more um, as we can maybe get into some of these other games where um, where uh yeah, maybe the competition isn't quite so ratcheted up. So
1: yeah. And, and, and the other thing here, I guess we should point out, we don't have details. So we're really done. We can't fill anything in, but it is our understanding that Caitlin Peterson has left the team. So that part, that part would have been another person that could have played a little few minutes. So again, we don't know much about that, but she has left the team. It was on Twitter. At least that, that report came out. So we won't go much deeper into that. But I also like what you said, Kathy about, you know, you took a look at Sandvik, she had missed the last couple of games. She had not played, yeah. I think in the game before Vegas. I don't think she played at all in Vegas. And then here she comes and gets 18 points. And the other thing, it was surprising, um, uh, Gary, the last time we saw her from the last time, and I didn't watch the games in Vegas, and I didn't ask Austin about this because I didn't know anything about it, but she had her shoulder wrapped tonight. And yeah. so I wonder if that may be limited a few minutes for her. But, you know, again, let's get her healthy as we head toward Big Ten season.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that all, Jeff. I was surprised when Alyssa came out. So hopefully hopefully it's not too serious. And that maybe was why she was a little more limited tonight. But um, cool. Any other surprises for you that you want to talk about? Or should we jump inside the numbers? No, I think let's jump inside the numbers
1: because anything I've got for a surprise is probably going to come from there.
0: I agree. All right. um, Well, do you want to start us off and maybe hit with your first um, team stat you want to talk over?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll start off here. Against a, the number six team in the country, we scored 20 or more points in the first three quarters. Yeah. We scored 27, 22, 23. And that's been kind of the theme for this team anyway. They've been scoring about 20 plus, twenty plus points in every quarter anyway. But again, you're playing the number six team in the country. This, In, in all honesty, I expected this to be a dogfight to the bitter end, maybe one, two possessions. So, and I wasn't expecting 87, 63. I thought maybe 70, 68. 71, 67, somewhere in there, but they scored 27, 22, 23. And to me, that's what, that's the first number I'm going to start off with.
0: Yeah. I I agree with that too. Um, I I was really surprised just at the total score. I, I mean, I, maybe it goes back to the surprises too. I, I was really surprised at how much we dominated them after I mentioned, you know, they came out to that seven Oh run against us and to start out the game. Um, and we t- ended up taking that lead eight to seven. We never re- released that lead after that. And I, I was with you. I thought it would be more of a dogfight fight and, um, I'm not complaining, mind you nope. anybody. Um not at all. I was super excited, I mean. That was a lot of fun. In fact, if you follow me on Twitter, that's what my one tweet I put out was, this is fun. It was a lot of fun watching that game tonight. But um in terms of team numbers, I already talked about my biggest one which was um the three-point shooting, but the other one that really jumped out to me that I was kind of watching for because I thought um we might have an advantage there and I think we did with the points in the paint. Um where we ended up outscoring them 36 to 26. So Um, you know, we outscored them 12 to 20 in the first half and then just really kept hammering it inside. And you could see that with McKenzie Holmes line where she ended up with 25 of those points too. So, um, I thought it was just great. And, you know, it was a lot of, uh, fast breaks as well too. Um, or at least it seemed like it where we were really just kind of pushing that pace anyway, off of, uh, all those defensive rebounds that we had. Um, what other team stats do you have?
1: Well, the one I'm going to point to that to me was again, just because at times this team has not always shot it well, is at the free throw line, 11 for 15, 73%. And thinking it was going to be a close game, I, I, you would have told me 73% at the line, I'd been, that's a winning formula. But it, by winning by 24, the free throws don't seem nearly as important. But if this team can become a consistent free throw shooting team, where they're at 73, 74% consistently, again, that ceiling just gets higher. The floor comes The floor comes up. You know, and such. And I want to kind of go back to your point, Kathy, about the scoring. So if you take away the 7-0 run to begin with, this is an 87-56 game. I mean, so it's really a 30-point game after the first seven points by Carolina.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Jeff, along the free throws, I just am kind of curious on the coaching technique. So what the commentators made... Um, commented on this, pardon the pun, (laughs) Um, but we didn't keep any of our players at the free-throw lane when we were shooting free-throws. And their speculation, which could very well be right, was that we were doing that to make sure we could get back on defense, which is probably correct. But my other theory, and you tell me if there's any merit to this, is one of the things Terry Coach Morin has been talking about is improving free-throw shooting. Do you think it was more also maybe a mental thing on her part where if we pull our players, it's saying to our shooter, we know you're going to make it. We don't need anyone there to rebound. It's just a theory. I was wondering if that's any truth behind it or if I'm making things up.
1: There very well could be a lot to that. I don't know exactly what Coach Warren had thinking there, but I I have seen coaches use that philosophy. They'll try to usually kind of couch it inside of we're just going to make sure we got everybody back. And and especially one of the things that they commented on in in the early in the game that Coach Morton talked a little bit about, I think, yesterday in the post in the pregame presser was that they were really worried about transition. And I think they wanted to make sure they didn't get beat for transition off of of a free throw rebound. The other thing is, too, it saves you fouls. You know, there's at least two or three times a game where there's a battle for a rebound on a free throw, and, and you think you got a chance. And you're reaching in, you're you're pushing from behind, and you pick up just kind of a cheap, silly foul. So I think that was also part of it as well. But I think you, I don't think there's anything, I think you could have part of it. I think Coach Moran's gonna be like, you know what? We expect you to knock set up get up there and knock them down. We don't need to rebound. But we're but I think there's it's a combination of all three. We're, your theory, yeah. your theory, not kidding, not getting silly fouls and making sure you got everybody back ready to play defense.
0: Great, awesome. Um, any other team stats that you want to hit on that we haven't talked about?
1: Um, yeah, for me real quick, 20 assists on 32 made buckets for us. And again, Absolutely. when this team is playing well, they share the ball. And there was the one segment I pointed out on the Twitter feed for people who weren't following on Twitter. Um, there was a scramble for a loose ball. Mac picked it up, was able to push it out towards the three point line where it got picked up. And I forget who exactly what the comment, excuse me, the combination was, but eventually they made one more pass. It got around one, two, three, could have shot it, skipped it or made one more pass to Sarah Scalia or it was one, two, one more pass to Sarah Scalia, and she buried a three. And I thought that was a huge play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, that was when I was going to touch on. 16 of those came from Garzon and Chloe Moore McDeal. So... um... That's that's quite quite awesome, especially considering you know with Grace sitting um, kind of with that your main ball handler and person who's usually been dishing out the ball has been is out, and you had two people uh, really just pick it up, and then on top of that the team only had eleven turnovers, so. Again, you know, expecting some pressure here from North Carolina didn't really happen, but you know, they're also known for their defense as well. And we just really didn't turn the ball over. And I really thought we um, did a great job with sharing the ball and keeping the ball. So, yeah. and, um, and, any other team stats? Yes. Well, sorry.
1: I just, and I just kind of stick along with that theme that, um, but it just goes back to what we were talking about: what the kind of kids that Terry Moore is looking for. She's looking for kids who'll share the ball. You brought up Chloe Moore McNeil, and that was the other part I wanted to get into. Was they had it on the pre, on the TV broadcast? She's eighth in the Big Ten in assists, you know, in average. And 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 she's now because these last couple games, she's you know she's now the leading assist person on this team. She had nine in the game against Memphis. She had nine tonight. Uh, I think she had six in the game against Auburn. So she has picked up that role. But then she's also doing the other thing. So Chloe may be the one, the one player. And I know we're going to probably talk about Sydney Parrish here in a little bit, but I made the comment to a friend of mine on a text message that Chloe may be the one player who benefits the most. Not that you ever want anybody to be injured, but with Grace being out, it may open up for a bigger role for Chloe and she looks like she's ready to take it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I was talking about Chloe in the last uh, podcast that we were able to do together, as well as in the off season, I've been expecting a lot of things yes, from her. And, um, so I, I've just been really, really pleased with her play. And again, it's not because she's out there scoring. You know. 15 20 points a game that's not what i was expecting from her she's doing a lot of the little things um especially on the defensive side so yeah really loved chloe's play tonight too so
1: chloe Chloe Moore McNeil is to you what trey galloway is to me on the guys yes
0: (laughs) you believe you 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 you,
1: you've believed in her a little bit longer than i think even some of our fan base and a little more than i have but she's definitely proven wrong and you you you're being proven to be right to how big how big of an asset chloe's gonna be
0: yeah, she's, she's been just a pleasure to watch, hasn't she? Um, cool. Uh, should we transition to the individual sli- stats? Sure. And you know, I'm sure we'll have quite a few of these. We'll talk about when we get to game ball and the hustle as well. But um, is, what kind of individual stats would you like to start with to um, before we transition to the game ball? and?
1: You know, I'll start with a positive here. And and to me, yeah. that was the 24 points that and on 9 of 15 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3, 2 of 3 at the line for Sydney parish. And again, in a game like this, where this was, this kind of what we felt like getting talking there tonight, this might've been the game where you really would have felt the absence of Grace Berger. You got, you might've been able to get through those Vegas games as we obviously did and not have noticed as much, but this was, again, I hate to keep repeating myself, but this was a top 10 opponent. This was the number 16 and Sydney parish stepped right up among others. But I thought that 24 points from Sydney was huge because to me, that's the kind of game you could have seen a Grace Berger have in a game right. like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so the couple of individual stats i had already talked about were the assists which was chloe Moore mcneil and Yarden and garzon um i think on the negative side since you went positive i'll go to the negative was um we mentioned the turnovers were really low which was good from a team's perspective unfortunately of those 11 turnovers six of them were from McKenzie, and i think a number of them were traveling again um so it'd be good for her to you know hopefully we can get her footwork a little more under control but you know it's hard again i feel like we're nitpicking at this point when the team only had 11 it's just unfortunate that I think six came of them from one player.
1: But you're not nitpicking. You, you're you your best, one of your best players, and any player in your starting line really can't have half of your turnovers. Yeah. And that yeah. that that you know that would I'm sure Coach Moore and they will have a conversation about that tomorrow as they watch the film or on the side on a basket. And we're like, hey, you know, let's make sure we clean this up a little bit. And she's not going to call her out or anything, but I'm sure that you know she'll it'll be simply of you're a little better than that. You shouldn't be right. it over six times. Um, I want to go. Uh, again, we talked about free throw shooting with the team, but I also would point out here. I, I just thought individually they weren't huge numbers, but Yarden Garzon just gave us a little bit of everything: nine points, yeah. seven rebounds, seven assists, and 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 shot over fifty percent. You know, shot fifty percent from the field, two of three from you know, So just a real solid game again from Yarden.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The only very tiny negative with her, she got a little bit in foul trouble, which yep. probably also contributed to Sandvik um, playing a little bit more than we were expecting. But um, you know, she got, seemed to get that under control after she got her third foul, she sat for a little bit and came back in and that was the last one that she had. So um, I, I was very pleased again with her play. So mm-hmm. just really, um, really showing all of the the accolades coming in and why that she, she earned them. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Any, uh, any other individual stats you want to talk on?
1: No, I, I think individually, I want to save them for when we get to probably Game Ball and Hustle yeah. Awards here. I've already probably went a little too deep for-, for Me board, too. But,
0: but, I'm sure we uh, did, but we'll but, repeat ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, let's move on then. We'll go into our Game Balls then. So Jeff, I'll let you go first. To me, this seems probably a no-brainer, but just in case it's not, who do you have? Well,
1: hang on a second. Let's make sure we get some Bob Thompson in here.
0: Yeah, that sounds good.
1: Again, kudos to Bob Thompson for providing us music for doing the work. Um, so, we're going to do game balls, correct? And we're doing and game if, balls. And you'll see here, if you're watching on the YouTube feed, we're scrolling where we are so far during the season. Mackenzie Holmes has four, uh, Yarden, Grace, and Sydney, one each. I, I may be off here. I, I'm going to go with Sydney Parrish. Sydney Parrish gets my game ball. I probably gathered that from the beginning when I was talking about her anyway. But again, the 24 points, nine of 15 shooting, four of seven, two of three. Uh, free throws, six rebounds, uh, one assist, two steals. I- I'm gonna go with Sydney Parrish, not because it was unexpected, not but it's just that we really weren't, uh, it, it, she hadn't done this yet. We all felt like she had capability of games like this, but she'd been around 10, 12, maybe a 16 excuse me, point game there. But she really played well tonight, and I thought it was interesting. And I'd heard this once before that around the program, they call her the fixer. Because whatever yeah. it's defense or offense, they she they she's the you know, she she'll fix it. So I'm gonna go with Sydney Parrish for my game ball here tonight.
0: Yeah, Jeff, I, I'm gonna second that. And we've got quite a few um people in our chat that have already thrown Sydney's name in as well. So um this might be a unanimous one here for, for us tonight. Um so Sydney, I thought she had just the really all-around game. You know, she was she was on it on defense, she only had one turnover. Um and you already mentioned all of her other stats and she did it in 30 and playing 36 minutes when, you know, she has been coming in off the bench. and I know she used to be a starter at Oregon, but this is her first start. And I, she came out and she was ready to go. Um, she played through, I'm pretty sure I'm hopefully they were just, she was cramping and not an injury. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that. that I saw her, say to coach Moran on the sideline that she was cramping so um she played through that for quite a while you could see her grimacing and she stayed out there and uh, I just loved her game sure she was you know again that that dog on the the ball trying to get a hold of it every time there's a loose ball she was after it so I loved her game again tonight and for me yeah she gets my game ball as well
1: so that'll be the second game ball for Sydney yes. Parrish this season. Number 2. Mackenzie Holmes yeah. will continue to lead with 4 and like Quang said, it, it would have been easy to go with Mac. And it's almost to a certain degree, Mac is like the TJD here on doing right. the work. You know, he's like, oh, game ball. But but I just felt that, uh, and, and again, maybe the turnovers was was clouding my view a little bit. Yep. But I just yep. thought Sydney had a very efficient game. And when you look at 9 for 15, 4 of 7, 2 of 3, you know, we're, picking, you know, we're picking hairs here. I mean, we're, we're really, you know but I, I, I thought Parish was the the game ball tonight. I'm glad you kind of agreed. So we didn't have to go to the workaholics to figure it out. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I understand. Yeah. If you look at just the, the 25 points for McKenzie, it's easy to want to give that to her. Um, to me, I think it was the all around game that we really got from Sydney with the, the defense and um, the, the, um, the assists and everything and the lack of turnover. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, cool. Let's move on to the hustle award then. Um. So for Hustle Award, yep, yeah, you can see it again, as, as Jeff mentioned. Grace has had one. We've had quite a, a litany of people here. Uh, Sydney's had two and a half. Lily's had one half of a ball. Caitlin won. Alyssa won. And Chloe Moore McNeil has won. But who did you have for your, um, who's your Hustle Award tonight?
1: This is where I'm going to go with Chloe Moore McNeil. Uh, Ten points, seven rebounds, nine assists, and a steal, and no turnovers from the kid that was primarily your ball handler tonight. And so, again, just because she's doing a little bit of everything, and I know she may not – it, sometimes it's hard to think of a starter with the Hustle Award, but I just felt like the 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 things – and she had a huge block, by the way. I, we haven't even mentioned yes. that. That huge block that she had, I believe, in the first half where she just swatted it out of bounds on a baseline drive. Um, so I'm going to go Chloe Moore McNeil on, the, on my Hustle Award.
0: um Jeff we're making it unanimous tonight we're we're making it easy on our our workaholics I had Chloe Moore McNeil written down as well and exactly that play that you had that was one of the plays I wanted to mention yeah I even wrote it down it was so exciting 339 left in the second quarter Chloe Moore McNeil comes help side and just comes hot like she skies up and just swats that ball like she's playing volleyball that was just so much fun to (laughs) to see but um i mean she's one assist from a double double um 10 points which i know they're early on but again as i mentioned chloe was not um out here necessarily to be a huge points getter she's doing all of the other things she ended up seven rebounds um nine assists to me are just crazy and again going into a role where you're not um expected to play at the beginning of the year zero turnovers like (laughs) That's just that's just ridiculous, especially, again, against North Carolina, who has good defense. It's not like we were going up against, you know, some of the earlier teams that we played that are maybe a little less um, have a little less talent than the North Carolina. I mean, it was North Carolina. So I I was just super impressed with Chloe. She did everything that we could ask from her again.
1: Well, and, and like I said, the kind of the big part of it was the zero turnovers. Against yep. a team that had been forcing, you know, a lot of turnovers, Chloe handled the ball pretty well. And like you mentioned earlier, um, as far as the turns, most of them were travels. That there really, they, they were very few. They, from a coaching perspective, we always want to we focus on live ball turnovers, meaning that you turn it over in the open floor. The t- their team's able to transition quickly and get out. At least with a the travel, they have to take it out of bounds. A bad pass that goes out of bounds, they have to take it out. It's the live ball turnovers, and I don't know exactly out of those eleven how many were live ball. But when you're traveling like Mac did three or four times, that those are dead ball turnovers. So you got at least a chance to set your defense. And so, but what North Carolina, at least when I saw them against Iowa State the other day, and this is why I thought Chloe's performance was really big here, was because they turned people over live ball turnovers the other day against Iowa State, and we didn't right. really have that issue um, from that standpoint. So, um, but I was also going to say, Kathy, you're talking about Chloe's, like she was pun intended doing the work.
0: Yes, yes, she was. <laughs> um, awesome. So, you know the other thing I think we should just mention before we move on to lingering questions about this um, but about this game, Jeff, I, I, I want to point out, North Carolina has also been a very strong second half team. Mm-hmm. Um they just played Iowa State, who is also um, a top ten team, very, very good team. And Iowa State was up seventeen on them at the half, and North Carolina came back and won that game. And so, I'm sure that the coaches talked about that in um, the in the halftime, but they came out and never lost their intensity, and I think they ended up winning pretty much every quarter in that in that game. So I, I just thought, again, I wanted to, to mention yep. the fact that we didn't lose um, lose our focus. So
1: well, and I will say before we do, let's kind of stay with this because I thought that's an important part, Kathy. I men- mentioned that at the halftime break about them coming back. And also I will say that first couple, three possessions of the first of the second half, the third quarter got me a little nervous because we didn't look as sharp. We looked like we were still kind of in the locker room and they'd hit a bucket or two. And I was like, "Mm, this may be already getting to the point where we need a timeout. And what happened though, was I think it was Sarah Scalia. It might've been Sydney Parrish, but somebody I think it was Sarah Scalia hit a three and that at least got us, back into a, you know, double, you know, kind of got the lead back, excuse me, to 15 or 16 and you're kind of like, okay, we're fine. You know, yeah, we're we're, let's go. We're, we're good. But uh, that that back of my head was thinking the same thing you were talking about where they came out in that second half against Iowa state and just got on a roll. Right. And that, yeah. I was really worried about that. And we saw this um, was it last year we ended up surviving it, but I think it was the Kentucky game. Where we'd had a huge lead and they came roaring back, and we didn't seem to react very well to it. So again, and without your all Big Ten player, we didn't let them make a big run to get back right. in the game. And so again, I just think what Terry Morn is doing and and what she has built and continuing to build is just a program that we that like one of my friends and I were talking about in our text because uh, uh, I had about three or four text groups going, and I along with you and Ari. Um, it really does remind you of the old Bob Knight teams. They they play defense. They share the ball. She coaches a certain way. She's demanding, and but she's also fair. And then you, but and then they also are. There's going to be a certain way they're expected to play. And I just and so it really does remind me kind of those old '80s and early '90s you know night teams.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Any other overarching themes of the game that you want to hit on before we move on to lingering questions?
1: No, because I actually probably lead to
0: my lingering question. Okay, well, hang on, and then let's go on for it. Then, Um, so what lingering question do you have then, Jeff, going into um, our next games? Well,
1: maybe it's just the euphoria of beating the number six team, but how long does this run go? They're 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 eight and zero. All right, they're eight and zero. Make sure I got that right. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. eight and zero. I always keep getting very. I'll look at the record and think, is that after or before they play eight no. zero? and realistically they should be favored in pretty much every game with the exception of maybe going to Michigan State over over Christmas break until they get to Maryland in January so yeah. can they make the, can they how how long can this run of this undefeated run go and and I, i'm telling you i think they got a chance to have a nice run on this uh, illinois has been picked to be at the bottom they're off to a nice start but we should, we should be favored And so I I really am excited to see kind of see how long they can take this run, this undefeated run.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think uh, the obvious lingering question is about grace, which we all have. So I'm I'm not going to dwell on, on that, but I think along that line is um, kind of what we've been talking about is how can we get to that seven or eight player rotation? We had a nice, you know, showing from eight or excuse me, six of our players tonight, but can we get a few more people on the bench? As you mentioned, if we're going into some games that were a little more heavily favored, can we get some more run out of our bench? And again, um, before we can get into that game and start getting them just a little more and more established. So um, it's been a question all year. It's been a question since last year and it's still kind of lingering out there for me as the bench play. Well, Not that it's been bad when they come in just to see if we can get a little more of it.
1: I I totally agree with you. And where it becomes a little more important now is what, you know, Ari was putting in the chat a little while ago or in the, in the, in the workaholics still kind of day by day on grace. Um, Keondra Brown looks like she's going to be out about another month. And so you don't want anybody else to get hurt, obviously, but if somebody were to roll an ankle, somebody were to have a, you know, a flu-like symptom or they have to be out for a week or week and a half, the, the bench is really going to get pretty thin. And that's why I think it becomes more important that like you're talking about that we start, you know, we have to have some confidence in some of those kids, um, you know, that, that were used to being seven, eight, nine. Now they got to be six, seven, eight. And, and we just right. got to find a way to be confident in those kids that they can go out and get a seven, eight minutes a night. And that's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for 20 minutes a night. I just need them, in my view, you just need them to get you seven, eight minutes a night so your starters aren't having to play high 30 minutes every night.
0: Yep. I absolutely agree. Cool. Um, Okay. Any other lingering questions? I didn't see anything coming in from the chat mob here or the workaholics, but anything else that's on your mind? That was all I had, really.
1: Um, I guess not a lingering question, but just kind of, you know, just how much fun it is to watch this team right now and, and, yeah. and the way they play. Um, and they they just look like they're having fun. You see smiles on their face. And Again, it's easy when you're winning and when you're winning by 24. But they look like they're connected. They look like they enjoy being around each other. They look like they are all part of this. They have the same kind of mindset of what the mission is. And and to me, it's just fun to watch them play and and the ability for them to have dip, to score different ways as well.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And yeah, the commentators even said something about that too. You would never have guessed that we have seven brand new people coming onto this team the way they seem just really connected because, you know, the way that Yardin Garzon, you know, she she has to feel connected to her team if she's getting seven assists and mm-hmm. finding all of her teammates. So. And how about absolutely. her behind the
1: back pass on in right. the post tonight? I loved it. Love Did you it. love it? I was going to ask it.
0: as a coach. So you think coach Morin was happy with it or she's yeah. like, mm, maybe we first, don't need that. Yeah.
1: First of all, it, at least it got completed. Now, if it doesn't, if it had <laughs> sailed out of bounds, I might've felt yeah. differently about it, but I think that's why you recruited her. You you yeah. recruited her because you felt she's like funny. a, she had talent and B, she understood the game. And and there are times where like, like when, I Very younger, when I was younger, when I was younger, we used to teach some passes that we don't kind of teach anymore. The old, kind of what we used to refer to as a Tom Borwinkle pass, where you get the ball in the high post and kind of pass it back on the same side, went behind back, but give that quick bass back on a back cut. We don't really teach those things anymore. They've been kind of lost, but, you know, Garzon is, is just, she really don't take this wrong work, but she just plays an old game. She, you know, you, she just like, you know, she's young. She's eight, 17, 18, 19 years old. I think said 19, but she plays an older style of game. And it's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, th- that is for sure. They're all fun. So, all right. Well, let's go move into what's next, then, Jeff, and um, I'll talk a little bit about, um, our upcoming, uh, opponent and I'll let you really get into the details of it, but, um, the women will open big 10 play, um, this Sunday or yes, yeah, Sunday. Um, they will travel to Illinois. Um, this is a two o'clock Eastern or one o'clock central time. Um, unfortunately it's going to be on big 10 plus again. I think most of the upcoming games are on big 10 plus, but, um, IU right now is 46 and 29 versus Illinois. Um, in Champagne, we're 22 and 20 um, we've won the last 13 in a row dating back to 2014 February of 2014 and the only matchup we had last year was in Champagne that we won 93 to 61 but what else would you like to talk about with Illinois?
1: Um, just that uh, you, you mentioned the series overall but they are 7-1 and one at this point. They, their last game was in the challenge earlier this week. They, went, they won over pit 92-71. to 71. Uh, They have four players in double figures led by Adelia McKenzie, 16.4, Makira Cook at 15.3, Genesis Bryan at 13.9, and Jada Peebles at 10.6. So that, those are their top four scores. They're led in uh, rebounding at 9.3 rebounds per game by Northwestern High School, Indiana native, uh, Kendall Bostick and Bostick is just under 10 points a game. I want to say she was at like 8.6. So they're close to having five people in double figures, but at seven and one, I get it. I, and again, we used to say respect all fear none, but they haven't really played anybody. I'm not sure how good Pitt is in the ACC. I didn't look at their record, anything like that, but I still think to a certain degree, Illinois may be improved, but they shouldn't really, I mean, Again, on the road, things happen, but this to me is a game we should be favored in. Just go do the work, take care of business, get out of there with the win, and I'll be happy if we get out of there with a five point win. But I think I think this is a game that we should win, you know, double digits and and, and such. So, but they are shooting forty nine percent from the field so far, and that's forty four percent as the team from three, and they're hmm. holding opponents to thirty two percent and twenty four percent. So. But they haven't played a team like Indiana that has been shooting it pretty well. So I, I'll, I, if they hold us to that, those kind of numbers, kudos to them. They deserve to win. But, again, they've out-rebounded teams by 14 per game. And I thought Austin used a great phrase. It was It's kind of a para, paraphrase of what we used to talk about in coaching, but he called it chuck and chase. And sometimes yeah. that's what you get. Now, with teams shooting 49%, they're usually not chucking but more along the line, I think he was referring Memphis where they or Maybe it was Auburn one of the two teams in Vegas where Memphis, basically yeah. they just shot a lot and they just hope to go get offensive rebounds and put them back or get another rebound. You know, that was kind of their whole just get it up. We'll go get it and, try, and we'll get as many shots as we can. Um, and that doesn't seem to be the case. But again, another team that's had a double digit plus rebounding and we're going to have to at least battle. We got to battle on the glass. We can't let Illinois get plus 14 on us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'll be very curious to see how, if our rebounding carries over from this game, um, as well as if our defense travels, it usually does. Um, and I would fully expect it to on Sunday as well. Um, anything else you want to talk about uh, with the upcoming game?
1: Um, other than, and you mentioned just on BTN Plus, and it's a Sunday yeah. afternoon. So the kids will be ready. They got a couple days to get ready. They got Friday, Saturday. I'm assuming they'll bus over to Champagne. I have doubt they fly but for that trip but you know it's one of those sunday afternoons can be weird you know it's it's not normally a time you play and 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 such so but i I think they'll be ready i think this is one thing that terry morin and her staff has done is a good job of of um keeping kids keeping the players focused
0: yeah i agree um, okay, so we'll move on to programming notes. So, just as a reminder, Jeff is doing a fantastic job keeping us updated about all of our Hoosier alums out there in the professional world. You can check that out on Twitter at doingthework.com or doingthework. Just Google that, search for that in Twitter. Um, or you can just find us uh, directly at DTWIUWBB, but probably easier to just search for doing the work. So, Um, The Simply Call Radio guys will be coming up here pretty shortly right after us with their normal Thursday night show, Um, and they will be back again Saturday after the men play um, with the post-game show after the Rutgers game. Um, You can also subscribe to Crimson Cast. They're part of our back home network, and make sure to follow those um, people. Uh, Galen and even now uh, Grace has her own women's podcast as well, so she's doing some nice work there, so. Our next show for Jeff and I will be on Monday. We will not be doing a live show after the Illinois game on Sunday, um, but we will recap that game on Monday evening at our normal seven Central, eight Eastern time. Um, okay, Jeff, it is time for last call. So, what is on your mind tonight as we wrap things up today? Whoops, wrong one.
1: I get used to it. Yeah, my last call. Just a, a huge victory. I, I mean, as this is a team, we shouldn't be really totally sh- be like, oh my god, we won, but we're. It's the fact that we, the way we did it, we went out when, other than like you said, that seven to nothing spurt at the beginning of the game. You felt like we really were controlled most of the game, and 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 we just took care of business, and and we went out there and just t- took apart a top ten, number six team in the country, and. I I'm just, just excited and it may not be what the last call is supposed to be about, but I'm just so excited to see what they're doing, watch what they're doing to be a part of it and talk with our fans and the workaholics and people who listen to us on the podcast or the YouTube. And then also just, you know, see how much longer we can keep it going where it's undefeated, but I'm so excited. Like you and I were texting a little bit, um, uh, throughout this so far in the season and stuff, the more you watch them, the more you feel like they're legit, contender to go deep in the tournament. And, and, and and again, we know that, um, um, a lot of times based on matchups. And one thing we, if you didn't hear our show with Austin, uh, in the latest bracketology, we are a number one seed right now in the NCAA tournament. Again, it's a snapshot. It doesn't mean we will be a number one seed in March, but we're in the discussion. And when you're in the discussion, that tells you something.
0: Right. Yeah. And that just means so many big things, not just for this year, but for a future of our program too. Right. So um, what's
1: your thoughts, Kathy, that you want to finish up with? I'm sorry.
0: Nope. That's fine. Yeah. I, uh, I just was kind of echoing what you had there. So can you hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, Sorry. My voice is starting to go out a little bit too. So you're fine. So yeah, I'll wrap it up real fast. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was just a pleasant surprise. I was just tickled. I I'll use one of a phrase that my mom used to say all the time. Um, I was just tickled with how well the team played, especially without Grace. I really thought it was going to be really tight going in, and I was really nervous about the whole game coming into it without Grace. And, boy, they just really gelled, and everyone stepped up and um, really played their parts and played it even more than I expected them to. So I I was just overall incredibly pleased with it.
1: Kathy, I want to get your thought on this. With Grace not playing, if we'd lost a tight game, you know, two-, three-, four-point type game, I don't think I would have been disappointed. I think I would have thought there would have been a lot of positives to take out of it. Assuming we played our best, just a couple of calls, a couple of plays went against us, would you have felt the
0: same way? Exactly. Yeah. In fact, I, I even thought that coming in, I'm like, you know, I, if we end up losing and it's a tight game, I'm not really, you know, upset or disappointed. In fact, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been surprised in the least um, to end up with a 24 point win. That was a huge surprise for me in a very positive way. Yeah. It was fantastic.
1: And the other place where it helps us is on net, you know, when we get to the end of the season with net rating, things like that, because we don't play no offense to what they've done scheduling wise. I'm not trying to nitpick the schedule, but right. we're not playing a ton of top 20 teams. And of course with the way Tennessee has kind of done, they, and they may eventually get back into the top 25 and so in top 30, but we really don't have a lot of quality-type quad one wins. Well, this was one of them to be able to get. And I don't think margin will play that big a role. It may a little bit, but I don't think they look at margin as a way of determining the net. But I could be wrong. I'm not the bracketologist. But, again, right. beating North Carolina, if you get down to the end of the season and we are where we hope to be and you're kind of on that bubble for a 1-2 or a 2-3 seed, this win might be the difference that gets you into that next line. You Instead of being a two, you're a one, or instead of being a three, you're a two
0: yeah absolutely and you know the the we talked about the schedule a lot before the season started and it might really break well in our favor with grace's injury now you know we we as you mentioned we don't have any um thing at least on paper that looks super tough and i again don't want to put the cart before the horse um but you know at least we have a stretch here where maybe she can take some time get rehab get healthy get some of our bench some extra play and then we start hitting really tough part of our schedule in that you know early mid-january time frame um and maybe we're getting a little bit more of our team gelling to even more tonight, which would be amazing.
1: I Look at what I saw tonight, again, just pure, pure speculation. What I saw, what little we saw of grace on the, on the broadcast where she was had the brace on, she was using some crutches to get around Ari has pointed out in the chat and the workaholics that all that coach Moran would say is she's day to day. She's not anywhere close. Um, my best scenario is she's back sometime middle of January, if possible. That's best case scenario. Because then you can get her back and maybe work her in a few minutes here and there. Because when you're when the schedule really gets tough, and you and I have talked about this a couple different times, is really when you kind of hit the first weekend in, in February. And then from there to the end, it's a it's gauntlet. gauntlet. So you would like to, if at all possible, and I'll take Grace Berger back any way I can get her but best case scenario is getting her back in kind of middle of Jane where you can work her in a little bit before you get to that gauntlet. And then we also, from what Ari said, maybe by that point, you're getting Keandra Brown back and now you're starting to build back some depth and we won't be talking about how many minutes the bench is playing.
0: Right. Absolutely. All right, Jeff. Well, let me uh, wrap it up here since we got the assembly call guys coming in right after us. So, um, Thanks to everyone here that's in the chat live. And uh, those of you that are listening to us later, really appreciate you and all of your yep. support. Um, but if you do want to see us do the, the show live and be part of our live chat, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assembly call. Um, you can also be part of our private community as well. So you can join for free today at join.assemblycall.com. Um, a huge thanks to John Ringer of Riggs Design. He's designed our uh, doing the work logo. Um And then uh, also a huge thanks to Bob Thompson for our new music that you heard throughout our broadcast tonight. So, again, a huge thank you to everybody that's out there supporting us and listening. We really appreciate it. Um, And we will be back to talk with Hoops with you again on Monday evening. But until then, keep your elbow in and your eyes on the rim and let's go Hoosiers. All right nice show nice show yeah. good job Kathy. it was a lot of fun wasn't it yeah. yeah so i think i'll go ahead and end the broadcast here thanks everyone in the the chat again yep. and appreciate everyone out there so we'll thanks we'll to everybody talk who on- listens
1: on the podcast yep see hey, you later just, just before well i'll let you sign off and then we'll talk real quick
0: all right bye everyone see ya